Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In Depth. What's up guys, JD here, late Monday night into Tuesday morning recording. Absolutely big time, wanted to shout out Sauce City for holding it down in the Apple awesome show. Sold it out. Uh, Really proud of y'all. And uh, let's get into the NFL. Let's start with Thursday night. The Chiefs beat the Chargers at home by three. Final score 27-24. I think Justin Herbert outplayed Patrick Mahomes. I really do think so. Herbert had some problems with his ribs uh, towards the end of the game, taking some shots. But he did have 334 passing yards and three TD passes. One pick, though, and we know it was to the house. I thought it was a bad decision by even the coaches, you know, that it wasn't a run call. They want that one back, but we knew it was going to be a close game. We know that this is probably two playoff teams. And Mahomes on the other side, I thought the Chargers got to him for the most part, guys. He had 235 yards passing and two passing TDs. Kelsey was really limited in this football game, guys, for the Chiefs to win. And uh, that's the Chiefs for you, finding other ways to win. And the biggest thing about Patrick Mahomes as a passer and as a leader, he gets everyone involved. And we know Watson out of the receiving game, Hardman, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Valdez-Scantling. Juju didn't have a great game, not too many targets. But, I mean, with Kelsey... Having 51 yards receiving and the Chiefs winning, some people might have been scratching their heads. I thought Mike Williams played really, really good football. Great catches. We know Mike's not a big catch and run guy. Yards after the catch is not his thing, but man, he makes plays uh, and he has really good hands. He's a pleasure to watch. Austin Eckler was limited out of the run game. So was Clyde for the Chiefs. These quarterbacks just straight up sling, you know. The Chargers had Herbert throwing it 48 times and Mahomes 35 times. That shows that a lot of trust is in the QBs within these two teams. So a little there on Chargers Chiefs. Um, I thought the better team actually lost the football game. You heard it here first with JD on Sports In Depth. I think the Chargers are more well-rounded. I think they have more weapons offensively and defensively. I know the Chiefs have Sir Patrick Mahomes, and that's absolutely phenomenal, but you need more than a quarterback, and the Chiefs came up short in last year's playoffs, and I don't think they get to the Super Bowl again this year. AFC is good. AFC is loaded, and a lot of good cues in this conference. Moving on to Sunday's matchups, the New York Jets absolutely stunned the Cleveland Browns, scoring onside kicks, scoring again. Joe Flacco taking it back a few years, uh, turning back the clocks on us, 307 yards passing with four passing TDs. Yes, I did just say that about Joe Flacco. I thought Jacoby Brissett played pretty good football. Chubb was good in the red zone. Amari Cooper, their main receiver, got the football a ton. Nine receptions for 101 yards and a score. The thing about the Jets, they never gave up in this football game. They play hard, whistle to whistle, first quarter to fourth quarter, and it paid off in this one. And who knows, maybe this might start uh, some momentum for the Jets in a positive direction. We know the Cleveland Browns without Deshaun Watson 
Jacoby Brissett is their QB. Um, he can only take them so far, and I think they're going to miss the postseason. But if the Jets start catching stride and clicking by the time Zach Wilson comes back, man, they could be in really good hands. I wanted to talk Buccaneers, Saints, Bucks won, Brady's temper, man, throwing clipboards, screaming. He was in rare form, but he was very frustrated with some of the receivers, Scotty Miller in particular, running long routes, not getting to his spot, trying to bring it in with one hand. Bring it in with two, brother. That's how you get it done on the world's biggest stage, the NFL. Mike Evans was ejected in this one, backing up Tom Brady against Marshawn Lattimore. He will be out next week as well, which is big news for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they play the Green Bay Packers, a big-time opponent led by Aaron Rodgers, as we all know. I think the Bucks started to find it in the second half, especially the fourth quarter. You know, being able to score two tutties and a field goal in the fourth. And uh, Mike Edwards, man, pick six, returning it to the crib was big time. We know Jameis is going to make mistakes. And the Bucks' offense didn't go get it, but the Bucks' defense went to get it. Picked off Jameis Winston three times. Jameis' picks have been a problem for him in the past. If they continue, the Saints are not looking at a promising season. And Tom Brady, not a Tom Brady-type game, and I think that's what he was so frustrated by. 18 for 34, 190 yards and a score. As Tom says, the ugly ones count in the end as well. They were able to get it done on the road. Buccaneers, 2-0. The New York football Giants. Yes, I'll drag it out because the New York Giants are 2-0. And Daniel Jones is stepping up and making better decisions as a quarterback. Not forcing things. Going to his check down receivers instead of forcing the long ball. Saquon Barkley playing like the Saquon Barkley we all know he could. I think it's absolutely big time. I think the locker room, Saquon touched upon this. Their head coach, Brian, week one he set the tone going for two, going for the win, trusting his guys. They came out week two ready, fighting on both sides of the football, defense and offense, clicking down the stretch. And they sacked Baker late. They got to the quarterback. And the biggest thing, guys, with the Giants in week one and week two, and you guys have noticed this as fans because I've been seeing y'all on Twitter, Giants didn't panic when they were down in both of these football games through the first two weeks. A lot to be said about that, guys. There is a new tone in the locker room. There's a belief. Saquon Barkley knows he's healthy, and when healthy, one of the best backs in the game. That's what Saquon does. And if Daniel Jones can make good decisions and not turn over the football, the New York Giants are going to be just fine. And let me talk about the FSU kid, Graham Gano, knocking it down from 56, 51, 33, 36. He's just a kicking machine. Can knock it down from anywhere And he was a big part of this win, if not the most important part. The kicking game for the Giants has been great. And if it continues to be great and they play turnover-free football, man, you might see the New York football team in the postseason. You heard it here first. Moving on, wanted to talk about Bill Belichick and Mac Jones getting the first win of the season on the road against Pittsburgh. Wasn't a clean game where the Pats did a lot right, but... They made less mistakes than the Pittsburgh Steelers. And with Mac Jones having a passing TD and limiting the damage with only one pick, uh, that was just enough. 
Nelson Aguilar with an absolute big game with over 100 yards receiving and a score. Uh, Mac is finding Nelson a lot this year in particular. He is one of Mac's favorite targets and most reliable targets. And in New England, they go with the most reliable. Um, I really thought Mitchell Trubisky struggled on the Pittsburgh side. Uh, his completion percentage not too high. Yards, iffy. And of course, he threw a pick. That's what he's known for. Just not a solid quarterback and not a starter in today's game, in my opinion. Mike Tomlin went with him instead of Kenny Pickett week one. And we'll see if he's going to pay the price. But the biggest thing here is the New England Patriots find the win column. And we know when Belichick finds the win column, two, three, four, they start rattling them off. So uh, watch out for the Patriots. Uh, we know Buffalo is big time in their division. But who knows? Maybe the Patriots can sneak into the wild card. The surprise of the weekend, Jacksonville shut out the Colts. And I think Matt Ryan was a big, big problem decision-making, throwing three picks. That is unacceptable for a veteran quarterback. Now, Trevor Lawrence had a really good football game, and it was good to see him succeed with Christian Kirk, his main target out of the wide receiver spot. Trevor's a great player. He's got to know what he can and cannot do on a football field. We know he's good in the pocket and throws darts downfield, but rolling, he's making better decisions, and he's a little bit more accurate on the run. When you're rolling left, right, it gets difficult, but Trevor, he's coming into his own, and that's a big win for the team out of North Florida. Getting it done at home against a division opponent like the Colts. Quentin, you guys better get back on track. 0-1-1, unacceptable through two weeks. Find a win column in week three, or this season's going to be a disaster, kid. Let's talk about the best freaking game of the weekend. The Miami Dolphins beat the Baltimore Ravens on the road 42-38. to And yes, Tua has his breakout game. He threw for six tutties and 469 yards. Man, the kid's special. I believe in him. He's accurate, can throw the deep ball. Just phenomenal. And it doesn't hurt that he's throwing to Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, both who absolutely balled out in this football game. I think the biggest test for Tua was rallying from 21 down to win the football game. Believing, showing that his receivers can do a lot. Tyreek Hill. 190 yards receiving. Yes, I just said it. And Waddle, 171. Hill with 13 targets, Waddle with 19. Man, the Miami Dolphins are scary. And watch out for them all year long. Tua coming into his own, and now he has weapons and a good defense. A lot to be said about this franchise and the head coaching change this offseason. There's belief in that locker room. The Miami Dolphins feel they can beat anyone, and they beat the Ravens in comeback fashion, folks. Time to panic in Cincinnati. I wanted to touch upon this game before I move to Monday night games and wrap it up. Dallas Cowboys beat the defending AFC champions 20-17 to without Dak Prescott, with Cooper Rush. Yes, I said that. Cooper Rush beat the Bengals. He threw for 235 yards and a score. Defense balled out and they got to Joe, beating up that Cincy O-line. They were supposed to, quote-unquote, upgrade that line in the offseason. They do not look comfortable through two weeks. 
The Cincinnati Bengals are 0-2, and it is time to panic. Joe Burrow not getting enough time. Defense not looking solid whatsoever, especially in the secondary. They better turn things around, and the Cowboys get a huge win at home without their leader and quarterback, Dak Prescott. I'm going to skip over Broncos. I mean, the Cards won an OT, and that was absolutely cool. A fumble six to wrap things up. Kyler keeping possessions alive on tutties and two-point conversions. A lot to be said about that young kid, undersized at the quarterback spot, but can do it all, can run, can pass, can sit in the pocket and throw, roll and throw. Kyler's big time. He got paid all that money for a reason. And uh, the Cardinals are in good hands winning that game on the road and catching their first dub of the season. Packers bully the Bears on Sunday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers claiming ownership once again of Chicago. Monday, let's talk about what just happened before I hit the studio. Bills demolish the Titans. And yes, the Buffalo Bills are by far, once again, you heard it here first with JD on Sports In-Depth. They are by far the best team in the National Football League. Through two weeks, they have shown dominance. They have shown lack of mistakes. They have shown that Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the game. 317 yards and four passing TDs and hooking up with his main target, Stefan Diggs. I thought maybe the Bills would have a little bit of trouble out of the passing game with no Gabe Davis this week. They were just fine. And it is time to panic for the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill might not be the answer at quarterback, and there might be a change before this season concludes. The Buffalo Bills are off and running, and yes, they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, and they are going to do it somewhat easily. Yes, I think they're going to win tight games in the postseason, but when they go head-to-head with the NFC in the big dance, they're going to be favorites from start to finish. Before I close out here tonight, the Eagles take care of the Minnesota Vikings, and I was wrong on this game. I thought the Vikings would win. I thought Kirk Cousins was really coming into his own after week one. Took two steps back tonight, throwing three picks in front of the Philadelphia crowd, which is not an easy crowd to play in front of. I thought Jalen Hurts played really, really good football, and I think the Philadelphia Eagles are a true threat to win the NFC East if not the NFC as a whole. So a game which I'm surprised the Minnesota Vikings only scored seven. Yes, I am. Especially after coming off a win against the Green Bay Packers in dominant fashion. I think the Vikings will figure it out. I thought Slay had a big-time game out of the secondary, dapping up my boy James Harden in the city of brotherly love. It was a really Really good football game, and I wanted to touch upon one thing before I wrap it up. Justin Jefferson was held to 48 yards receiving. That's a big, big deal. Didn't even lead the team in receiving yards. They were able to limit him, and he's the best wideout, or at least top three in the game, alongside Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams. And to round out that top five with Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, you got Cooper Cup. Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, and all them boys. Monday night doubleheader. I was able to enjoy it at the restaurant, and uh, everyone enjoyed it. It was a really, really good week at the NFL because we had comebacks. We had close games. We had teams get in the win column earlier than expected. We had teams lose back-to-back earlier than expected. 
It's going to be a great year. And I cannot wait for week three to kick off with Steelers-Browns on Thursday Night Football on Prime Video. Everyone stay tuned. JD loving it in the studio late. Love my fans. Love my fam. September off and running. Where did September go? Wake me up when September ends. J.D. out.